What's going on, Spurs fans? Ethan Quintero and Jude McLaren back again with another SSPN podcast episode talking all things San Antonio Spurs news and otherwise. Today, Jude, we got a couple topics on hand. I'm sorry about my dog barking in the background. (laughs) Ignore that if you can, but let's go ahead and start with some DeJounte Murray and Derek White rumor mill news going around, Jude. Why don't you run us through that a little bit before we start talking about it? Yeah, so I mean, take this with a little bit of a grain of salt, just because I mean, realistically, it just take Spurs fan, you know, out of it, right? Let's think about DeJounte Murray and Derek White and their contracts. I mean, those are those those are not untradeable players. They're not untradeable contracts either. In fact, they're favorable contracts to trade for other teams. So I don't know. Maybe this was the plan all along, Ethan. Maybe the whole plan was to just build up DeJounte and Derek to trade them for a big deal to build around these other young guys that we've drafted. Maybe that was the plan all along. Maybe they just saw this. I don't know. Whole point is, it's stemming from a tweet that came out, and let me just pull it up so that I don't butcher it. Um, And I believe that it was, um, I forget his name who tweeted it, but it was a, a reputable source that basically said uh, the athletic, I don't know why yeah, the, I'm athletic, forget, yeah. the athletic, the, the most reputable sport and sport uh, newspaper in sports um, sources tell talk hoops, who's Zach Harper, who's one of the big NBA writers for the athletic. Um, and he came out and there was a tweet that said DeJounte Murray and Derek white could be gettable, gettable from the Spurs sources tell at talk hoops, making them a team to keep an eye on around the draft. And this is kind of very interesting, Ethan, because, you know, when we've talked about this off season so much, it's the most flexibility. It's the most freedom that the Spurs have had in a very long time. And if the Spurs were going to do something out of the ordinary and make a big move and trade a key player for another star player, um, it would be the year where you have some of the most cap space in the entire NBA, 40 million plus. Um, and, you know, the two guys that are probably the the most uh, attractive for another young team are younger players. Obviously Derek's a little bit older, but still entering his prime on a solid deal for what he brings you. Um, And the same thing with DeJounte, except just, you know, about three years younger. So these are both contracts that are super attractive to other teams. And if the Spurs do want to make a big move, these are two contracts and two players that would be attractive to a lot of other teams around the league. I feel like. Uh, yes. Now let me ask you this, Jude. Do you think the Spurs, if they were to trade DeJounte or Derek, would they want to move up in this year's draft or would they try and package them to acquire maybe an all-star caliber player? So I actually think both is on the table for the Spurs right now. I think, I don't know. That's just me because I feel like if you're the Spurs, it's like, okay, well, you know, and we talked about this I don't know if we talked about this on air or off air. Maybe I can't remember, but Zach Levine, that's somebody that like a Derek White and a DeMar DeRozan in a sign and trade, um, you know, obviously there, there could be better suitors out there than that. So maybe it doesn't happen. But if that were to, you know, be a trade, that could be something that I could see happening because of DeJounte and um, Zach's relationship, both being from Seattle um, and also just Zach's scoring ability, you know, being as much as I love Derek White, as of right at right now, Zach Levine is an upgrade at the two guard position um, by far. Um, and so, yeah, I could see that. I could also see them maybe packaging both of them to try to move up like really into that top three and get somebody that they feel like can be, you know, the team leader around guys like Keldon and Vassell, like a, an Evan Mobley or a Cade Cunningham. Obviously, it's going to be very tough to get those two dudes, but 
Maybe even if you package out DeJounte and Derek, maybe they go with somebody like a Jalen Green. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's very interesting because I know that that last option that I just talked about to a lot of Spurs fans that are watching right now might seem like, you know, oh, why would we do that? That's just resetting our rebuild that we're kind of already in. But I think from the Spurs perspective in that situation, they would be like, okay, we're getting money off the books that we can spend on people like Keldon, who's already on Team USA, who we'll get to, you know, early obviously it's because some players are still playing the playoffs but still uh an incredible accomplishment for a 21 22 year old um and considering that he's already on team usa and like Dejounte and Perrick, well i guess Derek was there a couple years back but it was it was for fiba it wasn't the olympics you know what i yeah. mean um and so anyways i'm, I'm kind of getting off on, a, on another rant here i'm losing my train of thought so reel me back in ethan <laughs> yeah, let's throw really, really you back in. Was, let's think. Let's talk about this for a second. Other than a draft pick or Zach Levine, who do you think are some suitors that might might be willing to trade for Dejounte or Derek? Now, a name that comes to mind for me, and this one's a little bit difficult because I don't know. I don't know if the other team, it's the Wizards, would be willing to do it. And Bradley Beal has come up a lot recently as a guy that the Spurs could be targeting. Uh, and Pop has talked about a lot too. Mm-hmm. especially right USA now at Team USA camp. He really likes Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, to me, fits also the Spurs culture. Kind of a quiet guy, a quiet all-star. He, he's a bucket, and he's a humble dude, and he, he respects team loyalty. He stayed with the Wizards, and he's never demanded a trade, to my knowledge, despite them being a very bad team for the majority of his playing career. Um, he's wanted to stay there, actually. Yeah, exactly, exactly, which is which is – it says a lot about him as a, as a as a player, especially in today's modern league and what what stars you normally do when they're on a losing team. Absolutely, but I think that 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 trade could work. But the only issue is with the Wizards; they already have Russell Westbrook, so they're in like a win now kind of. You know, even though they won't win, it's like a weird thing where where their their rosters around win now. Well, but they, they won't win despite <laughs> they, that. They had they gave John Wall forty million for yeah. like five years. That was an issue. He got hurt. <laughs> and then they had to trade for an, and then he just, yeah, got, just got hurt for like four years. And then um, they just had to trade for another $40 million contract. And that's how you end up with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So <laughs> they're in a rock and a hard place. But the Bradley Beal, um, I don't know if we probably have to give up both of them for Bradley Beal, would you think? I don't know. See, that's a very interesting because it's like, do you want to like, clog the backcourt like you know what i mean like i don't know if washington's the best place because unless they're going to send russ somewhere yeah i don't i don't know if either that's, of that's those the difficulty of it like yeah and then if they if they're trading for because to be honest with you i don't think Dejounte, Dejounte and russell westbrook that's, that's not gonna work well that's not gonna work for the wizards <laughs> so yeah, that basically means that you're trading Derek white for bradley beal mm-hmm. which is not gonna work no yeah, my, my yeah. the reason I said that instead of maybe Zach is I feel like with Zach you're going to have to give up a lot more draft capital because he. I think you have to give player. draft capital up in either because even if you're trading Derek White for Bradley Beal, like the Wizards are going to be like, all right, we're going to need a lot more than that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of teams that could probably offer you know way better. Like, what if what if the Pelicans like hear me out on this? Like, what if the Pelicans are like, hey, we'll sign and trade you. Lonzo and Brandon Ingram for Bradley Beal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm the Wizards, I'm taking the Pelicans deal. I'm not taking Derek White. So that's true. 
there, there are a lot of teams that really could, you know, get in on these Bradley Beal sweepstakes. So I just, I don't know when I'm hearing that, that's just what I'm feeling. I'm not saying that it's impossible, um, but that's, it would have to be, maybe you get a third team involved. I don't know. Maybe, maybe who knows they traded for Davis Bertans. So, yeah. you know, and, and Derek basically costs them out about the same as him and it's a much more value. So maybe they would be willing to do it. Who knows? But um yeah, it, that would that's the only way that I feel like it would work. And like, literally, I feel like the only advantage that I'm like, if you're the Wizards in that situation, you're like, okay, we're going into a rebuild. And this is the first step, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if that's where they're at in their franchise. You know, I have no idea. We'll have to kind of wait and see. But I, I do think that we should think about other names other than just Zach Levine, though. Mm-hmm. And the Bulls. I heard uh, one guy commented, shout out to, I can't remember his name, but shout out to him. He knows who he is on our channel, Miles Turner. His name keeps coming up a lot with the Indiana Pacers with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I can see that. As a possible trade piece. Yeah, he's he's that defensive-minded center that could relegate Jakob to the bench position. I don't entirely know why Indiana is so openly wanting to get rid of him. I think it's just that they want to kind of adopt, I don't know, this is, pure speculation i really haven't looked in i'm not i don't follow the pacers this is sspn not pspn yeah but (laughs) but anyways i I feel too good about that one um but (laughs) anyways sabonis i think is who they want to play at center that's what i would assume just Mm. with him how big he is the modern nba you know he is a kind of a even though he can shoot you know he is kind of a post guy and so I think they're just kind of log jammed there right now a little bit with Miles Turner. And the other thing about Miles, similar to DeJounte and Derek, is he's on a very tradable contract too. He's making a little bit more, but it's only about 18 million. And 18 million for what Miles Turner's does in the modern NBA is not bad at all. Yeah. I could see us possibly making a move for him. We would we, we I could would see just, so. Yeah. We'd have to give up DeJounte or Derek though. No question. Mm-hmm. Probably. They'd pair him next to Brogdon and Lavert. Yeah, that's a it's a pretty nice team over there if they get one of our guys. Yeah, because you could they could they could go with either one of those guys and kind of then mm-hmm. you'd have like even if you get Derek or you get Dejounte, you have a defensive backcourt regardless because you've yeah. got Brogdon and whoever back there, right? Yeah. Um, both are playmakers. I get, both of those guys could fit in. Um, and then on top of that, like you said, you you've got some other pieces as well on that Pacers team. Um. But yeah, that's 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 one I hadn't thought of either, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be too mad at that. Um, I wonder what else the Spurs would do, kind of to replace that void. I guess that would be the only question. But I mean, there's some people in free agency, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. If, if there's a trade, I doubt there will be a trade. If there's a trade, it's probably going to be for a draft pick, honestly. Yeah, I feel like I think that I think that there could be a trade for a big player, but that would be. I could see, I also could see, I see both. I see both as feasible options, which is kind of goes back to the beginning of this conversation where once again, this just reiterates the point that this is the most freedom that the Spurs have had in an off season um, to really control, you know, their destiny um, in a long time. And that's just another example of it. They have the ability to go after that draft pick or they can try to, you know, win now because with the cap space that they have, you know, it's, it's not going to, it's not really going to matter. You know, they don't really have anything to lose right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. All right. Anything else about DeJounte and Derek or should we move on to the next topic? I mean, maybe we can just mention a little bit how, I mean, what was just your reaction to seeing this? Like, were you surprised? Were you, you know, were you, Mm. were you 
just saw it and were like, how did you feel when you saw it? I wasn't surprised. It makes sense. The Spurs, I mean, neither DeJounte nor Derek are in a position right now that they would be un, untradeable. You know, as an organization, you have to, you know, keep your doors open as far as that goes, because neither of them have made an all-star team. You know, as much yep. as Spurs fandom likes both of them, they love them to death. And, and the whole grand scheme of things, as far as the NBA is concerned, they haven't done much. Um, so I wasn't surprised. Now, my first reaction, though, was if nothing's going to happen, because in typical San Antonio Spurs fashion, our, our <laughs> front office is going to say, is their, their asking price is probably going to be too high for another team. You know, how they how the Spurs value DeJounte and Derek will be much higher than how, you know, the Chicago Bulls or Indiana would value DeJounte and Derek, in my opinion. So I don't know if yeah. a trade would go through just because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I was a little bit surprised just because those contracts and whatnot. Um, but like after I sat, like when I first immediately saw it, I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting to see this today. I wasn't mm. expecting, you know, that, that on my timeline, but after I think about it for two seconds, I'm like, okay, let me read this. This makes absolute sense. Of course they're gettable. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you, you put, you summed it up perfectly. Like they, in the grand scheme of things, unfortunately they haven't really done much. Yeah. They're just promising young players who, you know, um, DeJounte is getting better at, at a jump shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Derek's a, a pretty good shooter and they're both just really good defenders yeah. to be honest. Like that's the first certain things that they are. So they're hard nosed players that could definitely help and contribute on a team that is, has changed. And they're affordable and they're yes, affordable. hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, let's move on to the Will Hardy discussion will hardy everyone knows was the assistant coach for how many years two or three years three i believe i three? think yes but he had he had been i think he was in austin he was he was mm-hmm. the austin spurs head coach i'm pretty sure so he's been in the organization for a really long time so he's, yeah he's been groomed and he's been learning from one of the greatest coaching minds of all time and popovich and he's widely regarded in the nba as like the next great basketball mind the next young guy um, I think a lot back, back when it was saying, back when this was a headline, they were saying Brad Stevens, they were comparing him to Brad Stevens. And now we know Brad, lo Stevens and behold, who hires him, Brad Stevens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> remember back in, sorry, this is kind of off topic, but remember no, when you're good. ESPN released this like top five coaches in the NBA and like number one was Brad Stevens. This is like four years ago. And Pop you know, was like it, five, like, I was like, mm. like I don't know. <laughs> I, I, to be, to be honest with, well, I mean, I don't know. In college, he did, but yes, he did, technically, yeah. technically, I mean, I know he lost both of those championship games, and I'm not even saying that in a mean way because I loved watching those Butler teams, mm-hmm. um, especially when he was coaching. So I kind of got it then. I'm not gonna lie. I was a. I loved watching Gordon Hayward at Butler. Um, yeah, I remember those runs, them kind of coming out of nowhere, being the underdog team. It, you know, it's just like a um, like the the Loyola Chicago team or Florida Gulf Coast, you know, you always, I don't know when I'm watching, I've been watching, you know, watching March Madness my whole life. Those are the teams I root for. And I don't know. I was kind of on the Brad Stevens train. I liked him a lot. I thought he was a cool guy um, and a really smart coach, to be honest with you. You know, I kind of thought I was like, maybe this guy is the next pop. You know, I really thought that Mm. um, for a little while there, but you know, there's been a lot of issues in, in Boston, I yeah. don't know if all of it can be blamed on him, but no. you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how he does as a GM. And I think that Ime Udoka and 
Will Hardy being on your coaching staff is, uh, you know, all right, let's just fill our staff with pop protégés. I don't, I don't think that that's a bad idea at all. If you're the Boston mm-hmm. Celtics, it's not a bad start to build your coaching tree around Popovich people. Like <laughs> honestly. Yeah. And, uh, Will Hardy will definitely be missed on the San Antonio Spurs coaching bench. Um, but in all honesty, we'll probably find the next Will Hardy. <laughs> and yeah, no, years, and then be, he'll get yeah. hired away by somebody else, and we'll just, just be disappointed again. Yeah, always seems to happen that way. It was, was Ime Udoka was like three years ago, you know. Yeah. So Mike Budenholzer before him, and then mm-hmm. Monty Williams, right? Even Taylor Taylor Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every 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 head coach in the NBA. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> no, but there are. There's so many. Like, like, look. I mean, look. I I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now. A oh, Quinn Snyder. Quinn yeah, Snyder. Snyder. Blake Ahern's even uh, the assistant for Taylor mm-hmm. Jenkins on that Grizzlies team. I, the list goes on and on. He so, wasn't a coach, but Steve Kerr. Was yeah, yeah, exactly. Pop. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, I mean, well, he has a very close relationship with Pop. So yes, he does. And we still have Becky Hammond. We talked yes. about Becky Hammond going right before the show started. Um, a lot of people wanted her to get a head coaching position. She got pretty far with Portland before they hired Chauncey Billups. That's who they hired, right? Chauncey Billups? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chauncey Billups. Um, her time is definitely coming. She's definitely qualified. Wow. Is she still under contract with us? She'll be back next year. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. She'll be back. Um, so we have Becky to hold down the fort and possibly replace Pop down the road. Who knows? Um but yeah, what's your opinion on all that, Jude? Uh, just on like Will Hardy, Ime Udoka, or Becky Hammond? Both. Why not? Both. 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 Yeah. I mean, it sucks that Will Hardy got got you know stolen away, but mm-hmm. you know I'm not uh, I'm not really surprised when considering that the person who hired him is not only you know somebody who's compared to, but then on top of it, Ime Udoka, somebody he's worked for, probably somebody who was a mentor to him um, mm-hmm. when he was in San Antonio. Is it really like when you see who he's hired by and how it happened, it's like, okay, I'm not surprised. This is going to be a great job for him. He's going to, you know, work with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and try to really, you know, maybe get, get a good core around them, maybe get them some help on the inside. And that's going to be good for him. So I'm, I hope that, you know, he finds success there. And that's just another um, place where, you know, his career progresses and, and who knows, maybe in the next three years or so, Pop retires and he comes back and we can we can give him a little bit of karma and hire him back. I don't know. But um, regardless, you know, good luck to him. No hard feelings at all. Obviously, take, you know, the career, the career upgrade, do that for him and his family. Um, and then in regards to Becky, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of like a, a double edged sword because it's like you want her to get that job because that would be awesome. Right. But then at the same time. You don't want her to get a head coaching job somewhere else because, you know, we the Spurs want her basketball mind. You know what I mean? There's a reason that, you know, she's been able to go as far as she has. Um, And, you know, obviously we would, you know, we want to take advantage of of all that she has to offer, Um, you know, especially with Timmy being, you know, gone too after one year. You know, Mm -hmm. she's really she honestly probably knows the roster the most out of every every coach other than pop i mean oh yeah looking at it now because it was her will hardy and pop last year you know and then i forget somebody i think i don't know if brian wright's on the bench too but there's somebody else out there um but those are you know she's the head assistant she's the lead assistant and so in a year where you lose you know where naturally if becky would have got a job will probably would have moved in to that lead assistant position 
with mm-hmm. him going somewhere else, it's good that she's stayed so far, um, yeah. barring any other, you know, potential, um, you know, I know, I don't think new Orleans has a head coach yet. Who knows? She could go there. Um, I think, I really think that could be a spot for Becky, just, just with the whole Zion thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, but anyways, that's, that's besides the point, but I once I'm happy she's still with us and I hope that she becomes our, our head coach after pop, obviously if it's somebody else, I'm, I'm sure that I won't, you know, the Spurs will, you know, do, do what they do. And they usually they'll find the next Will Hardy or somebody, you know, that'll be a good basketball mind. But just in regards to Becky, I'm glad we still have her because I don't know. There would have been like a lot of the problems this year and issues we had with kind of, you know, pops coaching. So I don't know. We'll we'll have to see, you know, I think she's a little bit more small ball and I know she has a really good relationship with DeJounte and a lot of the young guys. So Mm You know, I think it's just important for her to have to have around also when you consider, you know, just just like from what I've seen, like Popovich is super hard nosed. You know what I mean? And and look, from what I've seen, too, like Becky's not going to, you know, like just let you do whatever you want either. That's for sure. But I know that she also is able to, you know, relate to players in a different way than Pop's able to. Um, So I think that's super important to have. And I'm really glad that she's going to be back. And I hope she's here for a really long time. Yeah, continuity is very important, especially for a young team. So having her back and building those relationships will go a long way. Um, let's move on to Keldon Johnson. Yes, yes. Being promoted to the actual USA basketball team, at least for now, like you said, until some of the guys that are currently still playing in the finals decide to make a <laughs> comeback and they, and they show up. Keldon on his way to Tokyo. <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful picture. That's a beautiful picture. Yeah, This is the best one. That is, yo, okay. Is that Look, really? Is that real? That's real. That's real. Wow, man, big body. That's real. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Pause. But that is a big body. <laughs> and no hate either. You know, it, it, y'all get it. Yeah. Spurs fans understand what we're talking about. <laughs> no, hey, I like that he's wearing number forty though. I'm sure that humbles him a little bit. Yeah, what a weird <laughs> he, number. Yo, he's I guarantee you he's out there playing like a fullback. He's got a number yeah. like a fullback. That's why is yo, he gonna but, be playing tonight? Do you know? I think so. I, he's on the roster. Will he play? I don't know. Hopefully we get up by fifty in the first quarter so he yeah. can get some minutes. <laughs> no offense. Look, look. Nigeria, no hate. We just want to see Keldon play. <laughs> yeah. It's all over. Salute the flag. Have you seen those, those memes? Oh, my God, no. Dude, I'm loving those memes right now about USA basketball where it's oh like it's Zach Levine dunking on a guy who's got country and it's just everybody have running water and everyone's like. Oh, my God. That's so bad. It's so funny, though. No, but it's good. It's, so it's true. good. Yes. Oh. I love USA basketball. <laughs> now they have Keldon Johnson. What is this other than because Derek didn't play in the Olympics? He he was on like the FIBA games, like you said. Yeah. When's the last time a Spur has been on the on the roster? Probably Timmy, Tony, Manu. Yeah, Timmy probably and, and Timmy. 04. 04, because he's the one that lost to Manu. Timmy. Was yeah, on but that he was team. he was on the teams after that though too. I think he, he wasn't on play the that much. team. Really? Mm-mm. Was he on the twelve team? I think he was on twelve. I'm gonna look this up. Uh, uh, Pretty sure he wasn't. Pretty sure he 2012 just played once. USA roster. You may be completely right. That would be the most Timmy thing ever, bro. Did it once, <laughs> lost to his teammate, and then never Did it once, again. lost to Manu? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, he but- was like, this is embarrassing. 
I'm I'm like, I'm super wow. stoked for Keldon Johnson, dude. No, I am too. I am too. Yeah, you're he wasn't on the 2012 Olympic roster. I just looked it up. Yep. Wow. I, I, I knew that was that. true. Yeah, Keldon. But uh, he, he look, he's better than Tyson Chandler, though. That's what I'll say. Oh, oh, should have yeah. should should have been on should have oh, been on the roster. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird he probably just opted out. But. Probably it's Tim Duncan. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm super excited for Keldon, dude. Uh, it was great seeing Spolstra and a couple of the other coaches complimenting his game. Uh, I didn't see that actually. You see that? Spolstra, I, Spolstra, I saw the quote. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was just talking about how his fiery attitude and his his willingness to learn and come out and give 110 percent practice. You know, do the Keldon Johnson stuff that Keldon Johnson is known for doing. Um, so I'm excited. He's making a name for himself, and the rest of the world is finally going to see a San Antonio Spur that can jump and run and dunk. And, and he's going to scream after yes. their dunk. Yeah. The no, first okay. time ever. So I think at the beginning of this podcast, like whenever or not, well, I'm, this is a podcast, also YouTube show recap, whatever. At the beginning of this, of SSPN, I think that I said that Keldon Johnson had the highest potential on the team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, you know, my how I feel about Derek has kind of overtaken that, but this, this, this right here. And I know that he's, he just got called on the select team, you know, which basically just practices against them. Right. And it was just, you know, it was like Sadiq Bay, a bunch of, you know, younger players. Right. Um, And then obviously they get promoted because a lot of the players who would have been on the roster, you know, like a, um, I don't know, Devin Booker. Tucker, a Devin Booker. Yes. Right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. players in the finals, right. A Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Yeah. 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 Key, key players, right. You know, a potential finals MVP in yeah. Devin Booker, you, you know what I mean? Right. 30 a night in Devin Booker. Um, but still they're on the roster mm-hmm. for him to do this at 21. I'm, I'm fairly certain he is still 21 years old. That's just crazy. He's obviously got the the highest potential on the team. I know that I, I've talked about Derek as much as I can, but this this right here is making me realize I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, Keldon is ahead of both of these dudes, like, and 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 at a younger age. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, he. I think he's he's gonna be he's gonna be our guy. He's gonna be kind of the next. Honestly, I really think he's going to be the next face of the franchise. That's that's what I'm getting from here right now. I mean, he's got the highest potential on the team. I think he's got the highest ceiling. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised, Jude. I don't think it's crazy to say that he could be an all-star one day. No, Potentially. Not crazy. That's mm-hmm. not crazy at all. Mm-hmm. I think he has he's the got potential the to be an all-star. Not yes. saying he will. He has the skills and the natural talent and ability to be – an all-star and the way that he learns and even seeing the, the pictures that I did see from the USA practices, he's still smiling and all that, you know, he seems like a very positive, like, yes, he gives 110%, you know, he's screaming on the court and stuff, but it's like, it's like, and he's even talked about it. He's just being himself. And that's the thing that I think you got to love about Kelton is that he's himself in the Spurs practices or against, you know, Kevin Durant in the team USA practices. Yeah. And I'm sure pop being the head coach that probably makes him a little bit you know more comfortable even though like pop will yell at him you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. chip there was a picture of him and and pop and chip england just you know like joking around and i'm sure it is like you know because it even though it is the olympics and they're taking it seriously we've seen you know where pop's a little bit you know a little bit more laid back with the guys there too Mm -hmm. so i'm sure that Keldon's just having a great experience while he there while he's there similar to the Derek news that we got 
and, and all that I really think about this Keldon USA situation is I think that this is literally just what we thought was going to happen with Derek White two years ago or whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Like where he was, they were really impressed with how he played and all that stuff. Like, I think that that's, we're just hearing the same stuff about Kelvin at a younger age, which just tells me once again, the sky's the limit for that kid. I mean, so look, all I'm saying, once again, the fact that we got Kelvin Johnson out of the Kawhi Leonard trade is honestly, that's honestly the biggest piece that 29th yeah. pick. If you would have told me in that trade that the 29th pick is going to be what we're most thankful for, you know, through in 2017, or 2018, I would have I would have told you you're crazy. But yeah, if you would have told me that we would have got Keldon Johnson, because I actually knew who he was. Like I mm-hmm. had been playing with him in like 2K rebuilds. I was like, oh, this is one of the best guys in this draft. And that's what it was with DeJounte. That's I mean, well, not as much with Derek. For DeJounte, he was ranked number nine on ESPN. It was just gang affiliations in the past and stuff, which made him drop. And then with Keldon, I remember they called Calipari and like other teams were calling Calipari and they were like, what's wrong? Like, why is he dropping? They're like, I literally don't know. And the Spurs even called like other teams and they were like, hey, why'd you pass on this guy? Like, was there something like wrong? You know what I mean? Like that they have relationships with obviously like the Warriors or, you know, whoever, right? Um and they were all just like, no, we just felt like this other player would be a better fit, but he's a great player. Yeah. And so basically, like, we just got really, really, really lucky, you know, kind of just like we did with DeJounte and Derek in the, with that 29th pick. I don't know what it is, but that's just a good luck charm for the Spurs. 100%, Jude. I mean, you said it all. <laughs> I'm so excited to see what he does, though, because yeah. if he's impressing other coaches and he's holding his own in these uh, exhibition games and whatnot, Next season is going to be so much fun to watch, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if we don't have our veterans there to kind of for them to defer to. You know, none of that's solid yet, so I don't want to like. Is LeBron playing? No, uh-uh. uh, of course he's not. no. Yeah, that's LeBron. right. That's right. I don't like LeBron. All you in the comments, that's right. I don't like LeBron either. Even mm. though I do think he's the second best player. With that being time. said, he <laughs> is he is one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, I don't like him either, but. <laughs> yeah. But KD's there, though. KD was there in game six, too. And he's a more talented scorer. Anyways, we'll end that off. But <laughs> Popovich was also complimenting Kevin Durant. So maybe we can go get DeJounte straight up for KD to the Brooklyn Nets. I think if we you, can do it. If you think that LeBron James is a more talented scorer than Kevin Durant, I don't really know what to tell you, but that's how I'm going to end this episode. That for, for everybody that For everybody to know, they, I'm not saying he's a better player. I'm just saying Kevin Durant as a scorer, a much better player than LeBron James. With that being said, <laughs> I'm Ethan Quintero. More skilled. <laughs> That's Jude McLaren. You've been watching SSPN. Thank you guys so much for blowing up the last couple of videos yes. and checking us out on Spurs Film Room with Rob Trejo Jr. That was a great experience. Uh, shout out to Rob for inviting us over there. So make sure you go like and subscribe on his channel. And you continue liking and subscribing on our channel, making comments in the comment section. We love reading those and responding to those when we can. And like I said, I'm Ethan Quatero. That's Jude McLaren. And we will see you guys next time. Go Spurs, go. Peace.